Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Oh, I'm so tired. We're so no. tired from the global game jam. No, we're oh, all Oh, yeah, pumped. we haven't actually done it yet. We're pumped from it. <laughs> we're projecting ourselves four days into the future when we will have just spent 48 hours making a game at the Melbourne Global Game Jam. We're very excited for it. We had a great time. My time's my time uh, frame is all over the place here. Yes. So, based on the last couple of years, we've had a good time. Yes. At this year's 2020 Global Game Jam. This is the Wednesday before the Global Game Jam, though. So, we're going to do some, what is it, click pitch today? Click pitch. Yep. So, click pitch is a game where we've each got a random word generator on the counter. Three, two, one, click. We're going to click refresh, take those words, throw them at each other, come up with a pitch for a game design, and then when we don't like it, we throw it away and we start all over again. That's the game. Let's do it. I didn't really say this to you before, but I reckon we should go with the extra wrinkle of this has to be able to be done in a game jam. All right. All right. That's probably it's good practice warm up. for us. <laughs> yeah. Practice for us uh, to do the Global Game Jam last weekend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one, click. Let's do it. Whipping. Crescent. Whipping Crescent. Okay. Well, the first idea I had probably wouldn't be able to do, be done in the Global Game Jam, which was a VR game where you somehow like whip it using a whip to then mm-hmm. like fling yourself around and maybe hooking onto the moon. I don't mm-hmm. know. Crescents. <laughs> <laughs> but let's scope it down. Scope it down. Cut it in scope half. Scope it right scale down. Scale it scope down. Scope it right down. Scale, scale it, it scale back. It down. Okay. So, crescent. So, one of, one of the things that- one of the diversifiers that I was reading up about is like using the weather to actually determine determine something that happens in the game. Okay. What if we could actually find an API that you could find out the current phase of the moon of the of the area that you're in and just display that's that's the phase of the moon that is in. <laughs> so okay. that, okay. that ha- handles handles that. And whipping. I like the idea of VR. But yep. instead of whipping as in a Indiana Jones whip, uh-huh. you're whipping as in cooking, you know, oh, whipping, okay. whipping up. So, this is, a, this is a basic cooking game where yep. the phase of the moon affects your cooking in some way. Uh, it, it, or it's it could a purely affect, visual it's thing. just pure visual thing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if we're going- I guess if we're going game jam, then you you might want to just throw something like that in just to get the diversifier. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of it affecting the- <laughs> You have to- You literally have to play this game different times of the month to to get the high scores. Like something about- It's- it's you could, Maybe you're making a souffle. That's something you, uh, you whip, right? Whisk. Mm-hmm. And- yep. It's such a delicate souffle that the tidal forces of the moon- I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I don't think the moon's tidal forces change across the month, but whatever. We're going to say that the the tidal forces affect, uh, like, the the, the, um, the structure of your souffle in some way. <laughs> Maybe it's a wear souffle. <laughs> 
<laughs> all the eggs that you, uh, the eggs that you're actually um you're dealing with came from a weird chicken and have been fertilized accidentally. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's got some weird implications. If it's a human that turns into a chicken on the full moon. Who fertilized it? What oh, I'm, ta- I'm talking about a chicken that's a that's a ware something. I don't know. <laughs> it's a ware of something. It's just it's just a sentient chicken. <laughs> I'm just like, don't eat my babies. <laughs> <laughs> you, that sounds you know what like I'm a, talking yeah. about. The the chicken itself got bitten by the the ware whatever. <laughs> so. Okay, so it's a chicken that turns into a wolf or something. Or, or, or a pigeon or something like that. So, it's a were pigeon. <laughs> a were pigeon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then a, I guess human. the gameplay is just- A were human, did you say? Yeah. So, it's a chicken that turns into a human like three times a month. <laughs> <laughs> but, so- <laughs> I'm just now picturing that it's about this um this you know amazing chef who um who only comes out like three times a year to to like <laughs> or three times a month um you know to demonstrate the these amazing cooking techniques but the rest of the time he's actually chicken. <laughs> if he then makes souffles and uses eggs, then there's just more weird implications. <laughs> That's like the people who, like, make stuff from their placentas. All right. <laughs> Three, Three, two, one, click. It just, got, it just got weird. <laughs> it just got weird, yeah. <laughs> Carefulness. Loosening. Oh. Oh, okay. I like the idea. And again, VR. And okay. I think we're all on VR. I think we're both on VR because we are hoping to do a VR game. This last weekend at the game jam. What do you mean we are going to? We did. We did a VR <laughs> <laughs> So, I was thinking like a plumbing game where you've just got sort of a set of pipes and- Okay. You went in a slightly different direction You're sort of me, simulating but that's okay. the pressure a little bit and then, yeah, there, there's some sort of delicate loosening and tightening that you have to do to sort of solve a puzzle or, or make something happen. Okay. Yep. Um, where mine was, was uh, you're a good Samaritan helping people change tyres. So, okay. you know, yep. lefty-loosey, righty-tighty. Gotcha. But, you know, it's it's all about sort of, well, helping as many people as you can in in like a time limit sort of thing. Yep. Okay, yeah. I'm sort of picturing this now actually as a- Top like down. Top down. Yep. Yep. And maybe you can start like recruiting people as well, like because um, it's it's a bit of a like a, a plate spinning game, or maybe you could even go multi and do like an overcooked sort of thing. Ooh, but because you said VR, I'm sort of seeing that you're almost like a over the top sort of guy, sort of able to point and and, oh. and I mean you send could, your yeah. people in the right direction. Too. I love the idea of any sort of like God mode VR thing. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, and so it's just like do all these people just start busting tires, like in this one spot, <laughs> and you have to. It's like okay, you set okay. that person, you set that person to jack up their car, and then you need to go over to like help the other person out, and then by the time you've done that, the person's jacked up their car, so you can take the wheel off, 
Like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, like- If we had time to actually, like, this is stuff that isn't required, but it's a nice to have, um, mm-hmm. given that we're going to be dealing with a lot of that this weekend. The nice to have is the story element of the police have laid a spike strip out for, for <laughs> like a, um, for a police a criminal. Chase. Yeah. Yep. And criminal. But the problem is they didn't close down the road. So all these people <laughs> got pop tires. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I like it. So, so it's all about, um, you know, who do you help? Do you, do you help the police, uh, fix up their their car because you know they accidentally ran over the the spike strip and or do you do you um you know talk to uh the old lady who who you know is doing a bang up job of of like changing her own tire but oh she could always use something. a bit of a hand. okay all right i think i've got the plate spinning aspect a bit mm-hmm. as well you can keep the tires and patch them <laughs> and so yep. there's a there's a management aspect of you've got like one or two depending on sort of different things. I don't know exactly how the numbers work, but like you've got one or two spare tires at a time. And if you've patched them well enough, then you can replace someone else's tire with that one. Yeah, and then you've got theirs, and so then there's some patching to do. But like while you're patching it, someone else is getting frustrated because you're not helping them on the side of the road. Yep. And so if you can get that going well, so that you've got a tire ready the next time someone comes, kind of thing. Uh, then it, yeah, it's that sort of timing a base thing. And the nice to have in the in the next version is difficulty levels where you yep. get different sizes of tires. Different sizes of tires, yep. I think you can have monster like a, trucks, a monster truck got. comes through. Uh, you could have an 18-wheeler come through, though, as well. And, like, mm-hmm. so they might have one pop tire, but maybe they've got two spares. Like, that's how you get, like, an extra one or something. <laughs> what, um, you steal it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you can make a deal. I don't know. Like, there's some trading or uh, yeah, there's something. There's some way you get the tires uh, so that you've got them ready. And, yes, different size tires. And I think you can- <laughs> So, what happens if you screw it up? Do you see off in the distance just, like, all the crashed cars of the ones that you <laughs> haven't done properly? <laughs> like, I'm a just pet- picturing- like, it's looking down from the top for the whole- t- Like, unless we did the VR one, but, like- I like the idea you finish a level and it just pans up and you just see all the crashed smoking cars that you haven't <laughs> that you didn't do right. <laughs> well, what what I'm imagining is you you have like the car driving off and you hear like the tires sort of uh, fall off and it just scraping along the ground and you sort of if you if you manage to look over in that sort of direction, all you see is like this massive the particle sparks. system just flying, uh, you know, sending sparks off. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, three to one click. Yeah. Sorcery. Apology. Ooh. Apology's a tricky one. Social sort of. Uh. Social sort <laughs> okay, of things we'll, are hard. We'll go with this. We'll go with this then. Okay. Union. <laughs> Sorcery union. Yep. So All right. I'm thinking again. So you're trying to unionize. Well, no, I was thinking union is in marriage. Oh, okay. I was going like that. The sorcerers are sick of the their bosses <laughs> giving them bad shifts. <laughs> so I think this is again a management game, but. The all that you have to manage is you just got to keep 
keep busy the nosy uncle at this sorcerer's wedding. He's a magic user as well, and he keeps on wanting to, like, turn the bride into a frog or something like that. <laughs> so, you've, you've got to keep him busy until, until, the, um, until the union goes through. Okay. Okay. What, uh, through, through what means? Through sorcery, presumably. Do you have different spells <laughs> that you can distract them with? Do you just, do you, like, set the flower girl on fire? Yeah, I, okay, I do like the idea of having sorcery yourself, even though I was sort of going along the lines of, no, you're just a regular Joe, so you're, you're like, trying to figure out what you can put in front of him, and you're, like, a ball of yarn and throw it to him. <laughs> just other things. And and then you, you realise, I mean, oh, no, that's for a cat. <laughs> ungents, regents, spell ingredients. <laughs> a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Just to, you know, because he's a very vain sorcerer. Sure, I feel like we should be able to do more with a good word like sorcery. Yep, but uh, fuck it, three, two, one, click. <laughs> <laughs> mirage, coffee. Oh, coffee mirage. <laughs> You're someone trying to get to work, and <laughs> you like so caffeine deprived. And you just keep seeing coffee mirages. <laughs> Sponsored by by Starbucks. Well, yeah. Either that or you're marooned in the coffee desert. Like it's a desert of coffee beans. Also sponsored by Starbucks. It's a corporate game. Uh, uh, no, do just, you, I'm picturing are you running like a, a coffee um, shop called Mirage Coffee? No, no. I like the idea of being of being marooned and and you know not being able to actually find coffee. I'm thinking it like a platform game. Okay. So like you know your old cool spots and all those sort oh, of things in there. Right. You know you this is the Starbucks game in which you're trying to get off this deserted island to to a coffee shop to get a wonderful you know Starbucks coffee sort of thing. So every everything right. on the in the level is like coffee related, you know. In each level, you can find like a um, a couple of different sizes of cups. Uh, yep. You can find you get like the special coloured cups for different yep. holidays. Yep. Um, you got coffee beans, but no grinder. And I think this is the thing. <laughs> uh, the collectibles in the game is the coffee beans. The beans. Yep. You know, I think I think this would actually be kind of a kind of a fun. Almost All right. so cosmos, cosmic there, adventure sort of. Yeah, well, well, now I'm trying to think of you. Often these, often these platform games will have some sort of novel mechanic, whether it's uh, through combat or traversal or something like that. So, all right, and and also, okay, the only mascot for Starbucks I can bean. think of is the mermaid. So, yeah, uh, do you even have feet, or are you? Oh no, no, you're, you're, you're one. Of, you're one of the. Um, you're one of the patrons of. Oh, the, so you're um, just a rando. You're a rando wanting to All get right. back to Starbucks. Turns out if you eat a coffee bean, time slows down because, <laughs> you know, you've got that huge <laughs> yeah. injection of coffee. Sure. So okay. That's okay. The so, you can use up some of your coffee beans that you've collected. Yep. For a pure hit of caffeine. For a pure hit of caffeine, which will let you, like, dodge. So, is there, is there like, uh, bullet hell aspects then that you'd need that for? Yeah, I, I think there's some there's some crazy platforming segments in which you know for a fact that 
this particular enemy is also on coffee. So, in order, it's moving incredibly flat, fast. It's just this blur running right in front of you. Mm-hmm. So, when you have like coffee, a coffee bean, you know, you can just pass right through that area, sort of thing. Oh, I like that idea of using it to counter certain other enemies. Yeah. Yeah, I like that uh, that idea of they create like a yeah an impassable barrier because they're just this pure coffee caffeine being. Yep. And that's how yeah okay and they're basically just an obstacle at that point. Yeah, that's cool. I do like that. So it's basically like a mimic of your moves. It just moves so fast it's always right in front of you, sort of thing. It's like this blur that's sort of just blocking blocking you right where you wait right where well, you're Well, I'm just to go. thinking it could even be in, like a, an aspect of the level, right? Like. To get past this point of the level, there's basically a blur blocking you. And, like, this might just be the first time you see it, obviously. Yeah. And you think, oh, what's this barrier? And eventually you you get the ability to, like, eat the coffee beans and it slows right down and you see it's just this critter, like, running back and forth. Yeah. And now as long as you've got that coffee, that caffeine in your system, you can just wait for it to pass and then get by it. And, and so that can, that can, like, be a platforming aspect then, you know? Yeah. To be able to, to be able to trigger that off, get through a section. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm almost thinking an Ori, Ori in the Blind Forest sort of thing now, where that's one of your moves to get through certain sections, you know, that that have these these caffeine beasts. Yep, that's cool. I like what, it. Uh, I like it a lot. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think you could come up with some cool synergies around different types of caffeine based uh, abilities then, and have it be maybe even a bit more of a. Yeah, like an Ori-style Metroidvania-esque thing. Okay, so what sort of weapons does this guy This have? is going way beyond scope for a, a game game. But anyway, uh, okay. Coffee shits? No. <laughs> <laughs> Constipation. <laughs> um, yeah, until he gets the coffee, yeah. I don't- no. <laughs> He's just got a gun. <laughs> He's just got a gun. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe thinking- it's more around dodging stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do like the idea of it's kind of like a, a Mario-esque thing of, yes, you can jump on things' yeah. heads. Yeah. But you can also dodge, like, just by jumping over. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question. I know this doesn't happen that often in- in, like, typical platform games, but this does happen quite a lot in Metroidvania games. Okay. Of, do you want full-on side-scrolling levels, or do you want single-screen sort of levels that you do something and you can exit out in maybe one or, one or two different ways? Okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, look, I think, I think that is sort of the difference between, you know, a constantly scrolling sort of deal- Mm-hmm. Where it's more about reflexes of the things coming towards you versus a more exploration based thing. Yep. Yeah. I I kind of would like to see what would happen in a Metroidvania sort of game where it's all side scrolly stuff. You know, so in in order to go back through this one area, you have to go through like a longer not a longer level level section. But I don't know. That could get tedious. I think it, I think often what those games will do is like you'll have a side scrolling section, but then once you get to the end, like you get whatever power mm-hmm. to then be able to get through that sort of section way quicker. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's click again. Yeah. Orbital. 
P. P E A. <laughs> okay. So, back in episode five, there was a um, pizza delivery a pro. Pizza delivery pro. Again, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking this is many years later. Um, the orbital station has been shut down. Okay. I like this. Continuing the canon of a three-year-old game. Love it. Yep. Okay. So, you, your character, have just bought, like, for surprisingly very, very cheap, almost like- An, an orbital uh, food cannon. <laughs> yeah, basically an orbital, orbital <laughs> food cannon, but you've an decided that instead of pizza- system. Instead of pizza, you've decided that you want to you want to provide fresh veggies, okay, from this orbital food cannon. <laughs> um, and so now it is, you know, Garden Fresh Pro. <laughs> All right, and so just to recap for those who maybe haven't listened to our entire backlog, pizza delivery. Why not? Pro. What have you been doing? <laughs> and I mean, come on, this is only episode five. At least listen to this, but. <laughs> Pizza Delivery Pro was a game where you were in or- in an orbital platform around the planet and basically, like, pizza bases would fire fly past and you'd have to use cannons and, and weapons to, like, fire all the ingredients onto it and somehow, like, shoot them down through the atmosphere, which would cook them in- to-, to whoever ordered them. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm thinking for fresh produce, maybe what you're also doing is tapping into a new market. You're turning this orbital food cannon away from the Earth and shooting this into deep space to the alien planets who need frozen <laughs> fr- frozen vegetables because they freeze in the deep, cold vacuum of space. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you get given, like, a set of coordinates that you got to fire it off towards, and yep. it's all about timing- it's almost plate spinning of, okay, we've got this delivery ready. We can't shoot this for like 33 seconds, but we've got this one that we can shoot in 15 seconds, but it's going to take us 10 seconds to get it ready. Yeah. And it may mean that we missed the 32 second window after we, sh- yeah, after we like shoot. Yeah, I like that because it's reload. all about like the relative uh, positions in space of when you've got a launch window for particular yep. orders. Okay, yep. I'm picturing this almost as another VR game where it's actually the game is about like packing the orders in some way mm-hmm. and loading them into the into the cannon. Yeah, I'm sort of seeing it like an overcooked sort of thing in which it's like, okay, in this particular crate or, you know, space capsule as it were, yep. you've basically got like a make bench sort of thing in which you've got, you know, frozen peas, frozen carrots. Well, they're not frozen yet. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like a yeah. packet of peas, packet of carrots, and yeah. um, you know, a couple of ears of corn that you got to then, you know, pick up and sort of you can throw them into into the capsule, into the capsule, yeah, and then and then teleport yourself into into the cannon to um to be able to fire it off, right? Because you still have to like aim and and get it yep. within a certain window, yeah. And then you've yeah. got, and then I like the, you can look at a screen and you've got like the different packages that are in transit and like how close they are based on how close <laughs> on the timing and the aim you got. Like there's nothing you can do about it. It's just, it tells you. Oh yeah. Once it's fired, it's like, yeah, you know, this is, this is one of those things where, um, I'm picturing that all these, all these ships have, ex- have escaped earth. 
this is all backstory that we didn't get time to put into the into the game, but mm-hmm. um, it's in the manual. If you remember the way that Nintendo used oh, to yeah. do it, is absolutely it's all yeah. all written in the manual. So anyway, the reason why you're sending oh, so you're off not all firing these- at other planets, you're firing at like. At, like, colony ships or something. Colony some ships. Um, yeah. Because it turns out that, like, they they really underestimated how much food they needed. So, well, you've got- I, Well, and I like the idea that due to, like, <laughs> climate change, they can't grow food on the Earth anymore. So, you've, you've had to convert this space station into this huge, like, hydroponic- Grow, grow up, <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, for fresh, for fresh vegetables and weed occasionally. Yeah, and and then yeah, you're left behind basically to like supply these colony ships with their with their um, fresh fresh uh, fruit and produce. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, <laughs> I wonder then if it's all they, written in the manual. It's not actually maybe this is conveyed in the too game, far, especially for any sort of global game jam. But I like the idea of you have to, like, manage what you plant and stuff as well to, like, su- supply and demand and that sort of thing. You know, you've only got a certain amount of spots. Maybe you can you can expand it out. This is, the f- this is like, the full version of the game that after the game jam version gets yep. popular. You yep. start Basically, being to do a bit of a management thing where you can put extra, like, segments onto your space station to, to yep. have new crops and stuff. But the game jam version is literally you've got bins that have unlimited- Numbers of carrots and peas and whatever. And you yeah, just or they get delivered at certain yeah. rates or something. Uh, I kind of like the idea of just a big, like, tube that goes across to this bin and, like, dumps out, you know, thousands of peas and then goes over the other one and there's all these <laughs> years of corn that come out. And Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I That's like cool. it. That's cool. That's right. I, I yeah. like it a lot. That's awesome. I, I, I do like now. the idea of just being able to link back to old games from our from our back catalogue. So people have well, to now go there back are and a lot of them. listen to episode five. <laughs> All right. Three, two, and click. Chili. Telling. C-H-I-L-I, Chili. Is this the video game version of Hot Ones? <laughs> 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 oh god how would I that work like, i feel like it would have to be some sort of almost like visual novel or like narrative like it's just a single dialogue tree especially if you're doing it you know in a, in a game jam period you write basically a single dialogue tree that's got some sort of either mini games or the right dialogue choices or like you choose when to take the drink of milk or whatever as mm-hmm. you go through this dialogue and and eat the different Different uh, hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I don't know if there's much more to it. I don't. I don't know where the actual game is in this, other than the fact that it's a visual novel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. I was game-ish. trying to think how could I bring VR into this, and I don't think I can. Well, you could do it in VR. I mean, you, you could do it in VR. It'd just have to be like the 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 dialogue would be printed in in world space somewhere, and. <laughs> To choose, you choose when to eat these things uh, by grabbing them, <laughs> or when to take a drink. You've got like a little heat meter or something. Maybe it, like stops okay. you from talking or stops you from like having pati- certain responses or something. Question: Are you the guest or the host? No, I think you're the guest. I think you're the guest. The um, host doesn't have as many interesting choices. Yeah, the host just says the same things every time. You know, yeah, I think it's basically what one, happened here. One branching dialogue. It's the same every time, but it branches based on, based only on, or pretty much only on 
when you eat the hot wings. <laughs> okay. Because like each maybe each each dialogue choice or something maybe has like a minimum and a maximum or a maximum heat level, so you can branch based on how like unable to speak you are or something. Or okay, so emotionally you- volatile you are based on fucking your capsicane level. There, there is a mini game that happens as you eat, eat your uh, chicken wing. Yeah, and uh, depending on how good you do in that, depends on how good your um, your yeah. response to the chili is. Yeah, yeah. So, in other yeah. words, if you're if you're acing this thing, you've actually you know then done you get really, all the good really responses. Well. Yeah, you get to keep all the yeah. all the good and fun responses. And if you're fucking it up, then you get like one syllable. one word answer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think it's basically a comedy game. Uh, branching dialogue with, yeah, uh, uh, a in- internal heat level that affects your di- that affects your brand- the what branches you can select. Mm-hmm. That's it. Three to one click. Yeah. Three to one click. Cooper. Cooper. Hmm. Blade. Blade? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, now I'm pretty sure Cooper, and I'm going to double check this, but I'm pretty sure Cooper makes barrels. So is it a C O O P E R? Not K O O P A. No, 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 not a Mario. Thing. <laughs> Although we can go That's that way if you've, got an, if you've got a good idea. <laughs> this is someone who makes barrels. Now, <laughs> I feel like there's some fun fourth wall breaking video game commentary you can do about the guy who makes all the fucking barrels. Yep. That someone is breaking <laughs> all the But time. you know that um, he wants people to break them because then it means that they're buying more barrels. Okay. This is, okay, this is the person who's seen the market for putting <laughs> barrels around, charging people to buy their barrels. Look, oh, a barrel would look great there because they know someone's going to come through and bust it up thinking there's something inside. A video game character <laughs> is going to come through. Okay, so this this is the um, this is like not quite a narrative game, but it's a it's a game based in the Zelda universe, in which you know that Link has just come to come to town. I mean, it's you could go you could go pretty generic. Yeah, the the hero has come to town, and um, you're seeing that this is the perfect opportunity. This is the this is the guy that you've been waiting for, sort of thing, and. I'm thinking that it can be like a just a, a small narrative game, sort of, sort of like the the single room, uh, sort of visual novel, in yeah. which he's talk he's talking to his um talking to his friend. You've got like little a little mini game putting barrels together and all that sort of yeah. stuff. But depending on you know what sort of happens in your in your um game depends on whether the hero comes into the shop and literally busts all the barrels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's all right. Yeah, it's just set in the. It's just set in his barrel making workshop. Yep. And and like store. Yep. And yeah, you've got regulars who come in and buy barrels, and you start hearing about this person who's come through and just like is busting all, up, <laughs> busting up all the barrels. It's like yep. you know. Oh, uh, Andy. You're in again. Didn't you just buy like seven barrels yesterday? He's like, yeah, this fucking guy. <laughs> and it's all- He it, called himself a hero. <laughs> it's always a white guy, isn't it? <laughs> he came through. He just smashed them. One hit each. 
that he oh, took, no. my, took well, my gems or whatever. Yeah. Tell you yeah. what, I'll tell you these ones at half price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, goes, like, oh, that's, that's and then you go into the back room and like <laughs> where you're paying off the, the hero. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's 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 the um like the the good or the bad ending, depending on which way you want to look at it. And if, if you really stiff the hero as in you don't give him enough money, he comes through and destroys all the barrels. And destroys all the barrels in your store, yeah. 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 As a shakedown sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, this is a total, like, organized crime situation. Mm-hmm. Protection money for new barrels. <laughs> All right, okay, like pretty drawn quick. Yeah. Uh, I guess the thing about Game Jam style games is we get through them quick. Yeah. Get to do more in a, in a session. All right, what do you got? Chuck. Brink. Hmm. Chuck Brink. Superstar roller skater. <laughs> okay. It's a game set in the like late eighties. Yep. I, I'm th- I'm thinking it's it's like a um a Tony Hawk's style game. Yes. But it's but it's a it's an eighties themed roller skating. Roller skating, lots of neon <laughs> bright like you get all the great eighties fashions that you can unlock. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there's different game modes that you can do. Like the multiplayer like, game mode is yeah, different is basically games, like different, a version of game British modes, Bulldogs. Different game modes you can do, like skate in the opposite direction, limbo, <laughs> stop under the right sign and get a prize. <laughs> but there's also tricks that you can do, like not fall on your ass and um, go around not hanging onto the side. Yeah, um, that, uh, that's a that's a trick I never I never mastered. I always had to hang onto the side, <laughs> <laughs> not breaking your wrist when you stop by running into a wall. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm now picturing that you know how in the Tony Hawk games, you know all the tricks you could jump jump up high and all this sort of stuff. I'm picturing that. This um this hero can literally only jump like an inch off the ground. <laughs> Every time you try to do a trick in this game, you, you he falls your on character his just falls over. <laughs> <laughs> we worked really hard on the like trying to get your balance and then slipping over uh you know, as your feet slide out from under you animation. So we want to make the most of it. L- literally, the second that you jump, your character just ragdolls. <laughs> 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 you have no chance. You, it's, just about how, the- it's just about the least amount of bones you break. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just turned into pain again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I do like Chuck Brink, though, as some sort of 80s. Maybe he's an 80s themed. Like, maybe he's it's current day, but he's stuck in the 80s. We kind of did one like this stuck in the 70s, I think, but. This is now stuck in the 80s. Yeah. So, um, I'm picturing that he's got like a boom box on his shoulder and he's sort of like skating around. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the intro scene that's of the, the game. game. That's the whole game. Although, actually, I do like, I do like kind of a, almost a, uh, almost inspired a bit by Untitled Goose Game in a sense where it's more just you have this area. Semi- somewhat open area that you can roller skate around. You're you're pumping out your jams, and you get like tasks to do 
to either like annoy or help people or different things. <laughs> and it's sort of I'm sort of thinking like a three quarter view top down sort of, uh, but a bit maybe a bit um, more zoomed down than out than Goose Game, so you can you know because you get a bit of speed up and see yep. where you go. Okay. Okay, so you got like little areas that you can like grind and all that sort of stuff. So it's basically yeah. like a, a fast travel from from say, mm. you know, one area of the town to another. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, you like some nice traversal stuff. But yeah, the main the main gameplay is almost. Uh, I mean, I guess you, I'm trying to think of the tasks you would do. Like they might be around just like timed fetch quests and stuff. Almost like a crazy yeah. taxi vibe esque sort of thing. A bit maybe. Yeah, I like that. Because then it's more- then it is mainly about, like, the traversal and getting around the town and finding, like, maybe you can, like, break open secret, you know, secret um, areas through, through places. That, yeah, barrels. <laughs> there you go. Uh, bust through barrels to get through places. Uh, like, open shortcuts between places. Yeah. And I, I feel like the visual C- style- Collect the S-K-A-T-E. Skate. Yeah. Collect the, collect the R-O-L-L-E-I-S-K-A-T-E. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like the visual style would really sell this. Like it's it's got to really embrace that like hypercolor neon sort of yeah sort of vibe. Um, yeah, leave like oh, yeah. fucking rainbow trails behind you and shit. Oh yeah, cool, 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 cool. Love it. Well, Chuck Brink. That is probably the name of the episode now. <laughs> Perfect. So you and click. Crowding. Plumper. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that one who plumps? <laughs> and if so, what is plumping? <laughs> How, How I, I know. <laughs> How did I know that that's what you were going to actually ask? What is plumping? <laughs> How I plump. <laughs> oh, apparently, according to the dictionary, a plumping is an act of falling heavily. Okay. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Definition of the word plumper. An object carried in the mouth to fill out the cheeks. I did see that one too. A plumper. So, maybe you could play a squirrel. Ooh. Yeah. What was your word? Crowding. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. A squirrel mm-hmm. with limited plump space. <laughs> limited chick space for plumpers. <laughs> kind of like Untitled Goose Game, um, going around just yeah. finding all the nuts. Maybe this can be a more sort of, again, going with the, the game gen style thing, a more basic kind of uh, like side on, I'm sort of pitching a side on like being a cli- like clamber up trees and, 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 and fences and things, and then maybe it's sort of- it's almost a puzzle game because you can only hold, like, two things in your cheeks at once or something. Yep. Um, yeah, I like that. And, and having to get things to the right places, you know. So, it's all about, okay, I've got two nuts in my t- in my cheeks. So, I've got one in one, one in the left, one in the right. But I need to pick up that key so I can unlock the door so then I can get these two nuts through. But where can I hide these two nuts? Yeah, maybe there's so a bit I of- can- Maybe there's an aspect of the- uh, What is it? The fox, the sheep, and the grain problem. Where, like, you can't leave two things together without supervising them. Or you can't put them in your mouth One of the, the nuts is a weird chicken. <laughs> <laughs> One of the nuts is a carnivorous. <laughs> and will eat 
Oh, well, that would mean that it would eat you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you call that? One who's nutty for us. <laughs> Nutivore. Legumivus. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think some sort of, I think some sort of squirrel based game. You know, what yep. are those, what are those squirrel based games? It's, yeah, it's, look, there's a like formula. the hundreds of squirrel based games out there. Yeah, you know, Squirrel Fighter 2020. Mm-hmm. It's just basically that. It's a match three game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, click. Yep. Frostbiting. Field. Now, the fact that I got, didn't get frostbite, I got frostbiting. Feels like a very yeah. active term. Does. So, is there some sort of, like, vicious snow creature? Okay, so you're a a weird sort of vampire. In which mm. um, everyone that you bite, like, instantly gets Freezes. frostbite. <laughs> so, if you bite someone on the neck, they die. If you bite someone on the hand, like, the hand falls off. <laughs> oh, it's only- Okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if we go directly, like, the actual condition of frostbite and maybe just go <laughs> some sort of icy vampire. <laughs> okay, some sort of icy <laughs> vampire. <laughs> okay, so in in the manual, it's got written that um, many, many years ago, this vampire uh, was, you know, sort of buried in a coffin in his castle. Well, that was so many years ago, the castle has now fallen down and it's now sort of like just a field. Mm-hmm. And- the conditions are now right for this frost vampire to come back to life. Okay. And he comes to it's life in this field. Been exposed to the elements. Been expi- exposed to the elements. Elements. Um, exposed recently, to the elephants. Elephants. Uh, there's been some, like, I'm thinking a dig has happened in this in this area and sort of uncovered maybe the- um, Uncovered the coffin. Yep. And then it's sort of 9 p.m. on this night and the- the sun has just set and and the coffin door has just fallen open. And it's now you've got to try and find, find like, something within the next uh, 12 hours or whatever. Or okay. before, the, before the sun rises sort of thing. Okay. I'm, I'm picturing- Okay, well, what's coming to mind, and it's this isn't fully formed, so maybe it uh, sucks. But- <laughs> uh, Pun not intended. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sort of picturing a almost like a again a top down, but like a a screen, but like single screen based sort of thing where, oh, almost to be like, did you play that game Minute? Uh no, no, I okay. haven't. Anyway, that was like a that, that I'm not suggesting we use their mechanic of like you've only got a minute before you die, which is quite interesting. You should check it out. I'm pretty sure you've got it. <laughs> Half minute hero? No, it's just M I N I T. Ah, yes, yes. Minute. Yes, yeah. I do have Fun it. little thing where, like, basically you keep the items and stuff that you find each time, which then lets you get further within that minute, but you- or, like, change where you start, but you've always only got a minute to do things. Um, cool. And so, they- a lot of puzzles. Anyway, my thought was more around- I'm trying to way- think, why haven't I actually played this? <laughs> you should. Yeah, my thought was more around just sort of the way the screens are laid out in that way, that you've just got these different screens around, and, yeah, your goal is to sort of explore these areas- uh, maybe there's some, like, I don't know, would there be some stealth mechanics or something where, you know, you can kill people, but if you 
You're a frost vampire. Like, if they bring out their fucking torches and pitchforks, then they're going to melt you mm-hmm. or something. Uh, or you can't get too close to, like, the settlements or the houses because it's too warm. Like, you need to stay out in the snow. Okay. Something like that. I know. I kind of like the idea that there's, there's something that he needs so he can go back to sleep. Okay. That he has to find. Well, no, I, th- I think basically he's- it also it says it all in the manual. I don't know why you haven't read this. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm picturing- I've got a pirated that- copy. <laughs> so, you never actually got the manual. Yeah. Damn it. Um, yeah, I'm just sort of seeing seeing it as, like, he really doesn't want to be alive. He- um, he hates, you know, turning turning people to frost. Oh, is he trying to die? Is he trying to move he's on? He's trying to die, but um, it turns out that, like, he's an immortal vampire. And this one artifact that he had on his coffin that was removed, you know, by, by this dig, um, that basically keeps him in, in effectively, like, a eternal Well, slumber. I wonder if there's something around the ice we can do there, though. Like, he, if he thaws out, he, like, goes into stasis, but eventually it gets cold enough that he- Comes back and it's like, oh, fuck. Like, I need to find a way to die permanently. <laughs> maybe the goal is just to, like, get to the equator where it never gets cold enough. <laughs> the end. Three to one click. Yeah. <laughs> Clown. Principal. <laughs> now. Oh, no. Is it P-A-L or P-L-E? P-L-E. Oh, that's not as fun. <laughs> Fine, you can take the pal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's think about both of them. Because actually, I do like the idea of, like, figuring out, you know, the clown's creed, their principles that they live by. (laughs) (laughs) It's a game where where it's all in VR and you're you're a clown having to to basically make this thing- Really, really fun. You know, th- this circus really, really fun. So, you're throwing, you know, cream pies at people and, you know- Oh, hang on. Did I and- ever- I might have brought this up before. Mm-hmm. This is an idea that I've had in my, like, Google documents for years. Uh-huh. Since before we started this podcast. And it was the idea of a far future world where- the only thing, like, their entire religion and everything is based on clowns. hmm And so, there's these, like, giant structures of these, like, clowns. It's like, a bit like Brutal Legend is for heavy metal. This is for yep. clowns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. And and so obviously they are going to have principles. Like they're going to there's like they they've based their life around the clowning arts. Or their interpretation of such, you know, a thousand years in the future. Okay, now I'm just picturing like you go to church and and the guy behind the behind the lectern is is you know dressed up in you know funny clothes, yes. white paint, and I literally okay, I found it, I found it. Story about a world where clowns are actually wearing ceremonial costumes to honor the ancient civilization, where priests wore big red noses, floppy shoes, and painted smiles. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when it was added to this document, but it was a long time ago. At least three or four years ago. Anyway, I finally got to use it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so yes, I think I like this idea of 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 the priests, like the the high priests, just being you know putting on their clown makeup in the ceremonial way. <laughs> Everyone do, like do, puts on their do, red do, nose. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, it's all like it's like a fucking like a hymn. Oh yeah, it's like all okay. And as as this story about what happens when all of a sudden uh, an evil clown comes to town. And of course, none of these people have chlorophobia because, you know, no, they worship. Um, it. They they banish they worship anyone it. who is afraid of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm now seeing that as like in this world, this evil clown comes to comes to town, and basically, you know, people are are starting to get scared of clowns again. Right. And so they see it's like they to them it's the second coming. It's like yep. oh my god, this is a real clown. His makeup doesn't come off. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know. How would you how would you differentiate a real clown from like the clown priests? Do they just uh, they don't know how to be funny? Like this clown okay, is actually so funny. No, I'm picturing that you fire a seltzer bottle right into their face and nothing happens to the ma- <laughs> to the makeup or the nose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's this grotesque figure where all the like typical clown stuff is actually part of their face. They've got this big <laughs> spherical bulbous nose, white pasty skin, big red lips, <laughs> orange stringy hair goes down to their shoulders, mm-hmm. giant feet. <laughs> yep. And I'm thinking once you fire the seltzer bottle into their face, like all that all that happens is after, you know, uh, you stop firing it, you just see- the face has got this massive wide grin with yep. a sharp pointy teeth. Yes. And you're like, oh, shit. I love that. I love that. It just, like, gets bigger and bigger. Uh, oh. Like, it, start- it starts off with a fairly, like, you know, straight face. And, yeah, you 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 fire the seltzer bottle in its mouth. It just stares at you as this grin on its face starts and just gets bigger and wider and pointier. Well, I think, and then I you think throw what a you- pie at its face and it just, like, opens its mouth and swallows it whole. <laughs> I think what happened before that, before you did the seltzer bottle, is you, you did the cream pie to the face and then you seltzer bottle to, to like, right. humiliate the clown. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's getting washed off because one of the one of the things in this, in this, um, in this world is that, you know, you don't, you don't wash, um, cream pie off your face for, like, 30 seconds until after you say, like, some- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some, like, ritual word that you need to say when you get hit by a cream. I'm uh, <laughs> just picturing now, it's like at the end of this service. It's like, okay, you turn to the person next to you and just slowly jam a cream pie into their face. <laughs> and, like, let it drip off and you say, you know- Oh, no. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just now imagining that, like, there's, like, these hyper-religious people who, you know, when they get married and, and like, the first time they have sex, you know, it's it's basically a cream pie to the face very sensuously. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cream pie, not, not just to the face. <laughs> Tie themselves up in that endless handkerchief. <laughs> 
And, and a little light flies. spanking with a little light spanking with the um with the oversized shoes. Yeah, yeah. And then yep. yeah, this fucking demon clown thing comes along. It's actually the thing that they yep. worshipped all this time, uh, and uh, it's horrifying. Where uh, yeah, how are we one, going? One more. I think one two more. Yeah, one more. All right. Three, click. Yeah. Obstacle. <laughs> it's a very generic one, but. Obstacle Relay. Obstacle Relay. Okay, so we're mixing sort of a, an obstacle course with a relay race of sorts. Yeah. Yeah, do we do we go straight down that? Like, what's the... Is there an aspect of, like, a um, ch- uh, ultimate chicken horse sort of thing where you're putting obstacles down? Yeah, but in 3D. Hmm. Hmm. And then the relay, so, I wonder how the relay aspect comes into it then. Well, I think what's actually got to happen is, you know, you've got teams of four teams of four. So, that's 16 players. Okay. It's, a no- it's an online multiplayer game. Okay. Yep. Your first player, a la your Tomb Raider sort of thingy, you know, you've, you're sort of going behind behind your character. Okay. Um, and you're trying to get through the obstacle, obstacle course and- you get back around, you tag the next person, they get to go. Okay. But one of the things that you get to do as you go through is, like, you get to place down, like, a trap or yeah, or something like that that is going to hold it's up gonna other hold people. It's going to hold up the other people. Yeah. Okay. That could so be interesting. It's, yeah. it's all about strategically, you know, you choose your trap first, and then, you know, you as you go, you get to sort of- Maybe the first go round, you you're not going to do too much, so you maybe put a banana peel down or something. Because you've like got that. a limited number, probably. Yeah, but your your other players on the team sort of get to watch where your character is going. Yeah, so they know where they the can, traps are. Oh, and they can also it? sort of see. Oh, that's a good place for a trap. This is a good place for a trap. Right, and yeah. So it's almost like the first player is is like your recon sort of sort of player. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you can create some sort of synergy between the traps. That you can only do across multiple runs. So there needs to be a bit of teamwork there where like one person puts like a bounce pad down mm-hmm. that, and then the next person puts like a grinder at the bottom of it or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but if the other team has seen that, like maybe they can block it and put down, you know, something that nullifies it or a different thing that like helps them or. Yeah, there's some sort of strategy there around realizing what the other person's done and maybe you waste some of your time, but you're going to help your next, like, next runner. And, and I think in, in sort of ultimate chicken horse parlance, you, you continue building on it. Yes. Yeah. 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 It stays around for. Yeah. Like, so I mean, each- you may, you probably don't get just one, like, one run through. There's. You know, you get points or you get, or it's like a certain amount of, a certain amount of runs through in, under a certain amount of time, like whoever gets to 20 or something, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think there's, there's certain aspects that you can sort of put down that enables you or other players of your team to, to like interact with the environment at the same time as well. Yeah. So maybe, um, you can put down a trap that is, that is literally a, a paintball cannon sort of thing that you can, um, you can like mark them uh, with. Well, jump jump into and and physically fire stuff at them at people to try and oh, you know stop them from moving and like slow and them down or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's some stuff there. 
So yeah. let's do one more because that one wasn't interesting. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. Fun stuff, fun. All right. Grindstone case. Grindstone case. Yep. This is another. This is the name of someone again. <laughs> I'm Grindstone <laughs> Case, private detective. <laughs> I'm Grindstone Case Grindstone Case Grindstone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, um. It was a dark day when she came into my office. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Anvil. <laughs> I always go to bloody, you know, noir. a noir scene. <laughs> uh, okay, grindstone. Who uses a grindstone? Uh, I guess like a weaponsmith. Yep. Or ooh 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 ooh. Okay, so. You got a weaponsmith, um, whether they be, you know, someone who's like sharpening weapons and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And you play in sort of like a Skyrim esque world or, you know, a, um, a world in which, you know, it's a slightly medieval. So there's more, you know, weaponsmithing and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff happening. Um, you play basically like the first ever detective. The first ever detective. Okay. Yeah. Who's basically, um, no one knows what a detective actually does. You're, you're there sort of researching what happened to this, um, what happened to this, uh, weaponsmith's grindstone. Like it's been stolen. Okay. All right. That's interesting. I, I was going, I liked that idea. I was, what came to mind was that you're trying to solve a murder and everyone's just like, Someone chopped his fucking head off. Like, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but who? Like, what do you mean, who? He's dead. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but someone did it. But someone did it. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> this just happens sometimes to us peasants. <laughs> he was a noble. We don't care who. It's like, but don't you want justice? <laughs> I don't know that word. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't want just ice. <laughs> oh, no, it's man. justice. How did you know it was spelt G- <laughs> You can't even read. You're a peasant with low education. <laughs> just the way the labels like you. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that got me. <laughs> Just the way the nobles like you. It's true. <laughs> Still true. Political. Okay, grindstone. <laughs> so you find. So there's the case. Is this like yeah, a, case, a, a, a? It's case of the missing. Oh, case, missing case of the missing grindstone. I was thinking like the he keeps a grindstone in a case. It's like a travelling weaponsmith. <laughs> <laughs> and the case is empty. Well, that's why that's why they started calling them cases. It's the first yeah, because detective. There's this, an empty this case. This traveling weaponsmith, he's got to town and he opens up the case, yeah. and the grindstone is missing. Yet it was and here the, last night. He was yeah. he was demonstrating his goods to everyone that's in the market it. last yeah, night. Yeah, everyone saw. And so your character's like, "Oh, that's the case of the missing grindstone." <laughs> All the backstory is written in the manual. Okay. Uh, so, you've come to town. No, I think- Are you- Okay, you've come come to- Are you with- Are you the- You're not the weaponsmith. You're trying to solve it for the weaponsmith? No, you're, yeah. you're trying to solve it for the weaponsmith. Uh, maybe you- Maybe you've- You're the ex- 
sheriff or something like that, or the or the ex captain of the guards. And, yeah, um, so I like the idea that you're like a, a disgraced captain or something. Yeah. So you've been you've been kicked out of the the castle, and the reason why you're disgraced is because you kept on trying to solve all these murders that were happening. <laughs> It's like we're at war. You can't and solve peasants. every murder. We don't give a shit. It's trying to hold, yeah, the nobles accountable for just like running over peasants with their horse. Now he's a oh god. Now he's a, a hero of the weak and downtrodden. Literally, mm-hmm. in some cases, when it comes to nobles' horses. <laughs> it's how they actually got the name Downtrod. Downtrod, yeah. <laughs> we are inventing lots of words in this game. It's like an etymological wonder. Okay. I think, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all narrative, point-and-click stuff. Uh, sure, I don't, I don't care about gameplay. It's funny enough without it. Uh, so, we're going to finish. We're going to finish. If you want to find us online, you can go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Check out all our past episodes. Leave us a review for this episode. Tell us what you thought. Tell us what other words might have been invented in medieval times by the world's first detective. We are also part of the 8-Bit Collective, and this is a group of pop culture podcasts uh, with some more joining soon, very soon. Uh, and uh, go to 8bit.net and check them out. They're all good people with fun stuff to say. Go check out one of our favourite groups, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. They're an awesome group of like-minded individuals who just want to provide you with lots of gaming content that is from Australia and surrounding areas. Just look for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or at AGP Network on Twitter. And finally, we'd like to thank us from Kuradust for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. Thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. I know there was a weird chicken in there somewhere. Bacaw!